we have an ironclad case for taxation without representation, which was the impetus for the Revolutionary War to begin with. This is what, you know, the founding fathers fought against. And now they're doing it again, because if your vote doesn't count, then you are not being represented. And therefore, you're not entitled to or obligated to pay taxes. Hey, friends, Sean from SGT Report here. Thanks so much for tuning in. That was Stefan Verstappen. And this is a very important interview because in this one, we share a free PDF book Stefan has written that will help you prepare for what's coming. And by the way, friends, Stefan makes a very good point regarding stolen elections and our representative government. Have you heard the latest from Mike Lindell? Check this out from my site, thephaser.com. For real-time crime spikes, machine manipulation. Look at that. See that Democrat go ding up 150,000 votes because Herschel was taking the lead. So they just dumped a bunch of votes by computer in there. Everybody can understand that. That's something everybody can enjoy, real-time crime. It's right there in front of you. Real-time crime right there in front of you. But the mainstream horror media, nope, they say the safest, most secure election, well, since 2020. So sit back and enjoy the tyranny, friends. That's what they want you to do as they steal Maricopa County right now from Cary Lake. Friends, this has to be stopped. Before we start this one with Stefan Verstappen, just a quick word about our sponsor. Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning in to the SGT Report podcast. Were you aware of the fact that silver prices are low due to paper manipulation by bankers? Yeah, it's true, but guess what? I just did an interview with David Jensen, and Jensen believes the Fed just triggered a terminal run on the silver market because of their printing. We should see a huge demand in coming months for physical silver. It's a perfect time to get your silver IRA started. And this month, you'll get an incredible free 3-ounce silver American Virtue coin with a qualified IRA of $20,000 or higher. Call the team right now at 877-646-5347 or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning in. What a bright and beautiful day. Not necessarily where I live. There's cloud cover. It's gray as far as the eye can see. What else is new? I live in the Midwest. We can count that to chemtrails or maybe just crappy weather. But I feel good today. You know why? Because even though they've tried to steal these elections once again, and in many ways they've been successful, we are going to win. Patriots for the win. The truth cannot be stopped. In fact, I just read a piece today. Democrats got 6 million votes less nationwide than Republicans, and yet Republicans picked up precious few seats. You know, guys, the red wave is real, but they stole again. I'm going to provide evidence of that in one second, but let me welcome my guest. Stefan Verstappen has a website. It's formingcommunities.com. Of course, you can find all of his great books over at chinastrategies.com. But Stefan joins us now, and I'm really delighted to have him back. How are you, Stefan? I'm good, Sean. Thank you very much for having me back on. Well, it's great to have you back on, Stefan. And you may recall the last time you were on, we talked about a little film called Hostel. And I told you that I didn't think those were acts of fiction. I believe they are more correctly defined as fictional documentaries because the people at the top of the pyramid, they love satanic ritual abuse. They love child sex trafficking. They love defiling God's creation. And now everybody can see it. When you and I had that conversation, people were in the process of waking up, Stefan. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Today, the genie's out of the bottle. We know how evil these people are, don't we? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
What do you make of the uh, red wave being abated by uh, Joe Biden's powerful presidency? <laughs> People love Joe Biden, I guess. You know, I, is this a surprise? I knew they were going to do this six months ago. Come on, they've already, look what they've already done with the 2020 uh, election. I mean, that was so obvious, so clumsily carried out. I mean, they, they basically ran into the room and stole the ballot box, you know, on camera for everyone to see. I mean, it, so listen, you can't put anything past the Democrats. They are evil incarnate. They'll lie, steal, cheat, murder, torture, doesn't matter. And so you think they're not going to steal the election when they can steal the election? Of course they are. I, I, I didn't watch it. I'm not following it. I don't care because it's all pointless. It sure can feel pointless, but I'm really buoyed. My spirits are buoyed by the grassroots people, real people who have gotten involved this year and run for office, many of whom have won. And these are people who actually care about God and country. And that scares the heck out of the demo rats. So I want to do a news roundup here real quickly before we talk about your latest, The Complete Guide to Forming Communities. By the way, Jeff Berwick over at Dollar Vigilante has been singing your praises. That's actually what sparked me to get back a hold of you. I believe it was Jeff Berwick. It was either Berwick or my friend Mike Adams, who I owe so much thanks to. He's been a real supporter behind the scenes. Thank you, Mike Adams. But uh, you didn't know that, huh? No, I didn't know that. Are you sure it was Jeff Berwick and not Max Egan? Oh, you know what? You might be right. Maybe it was Max. Yeah, it's Max Egan. He's mentioned me a couple of times. And uh, good. Yeah, I'm good friends with Max, you know. Um, I just finished um, formatting the book, Lit, uh, the excerpt, in Spanish language edition for his friends in Spain there. Louise Sutton, I don't know if you know her. No. From the Full Circle Project. She, you know, they had Oli Damengard was over there and Zen Gardner and all those guys. They all lived there in Spain. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, no, it was Max Egan. Max is a great guy. I like Max. Yeah, I like Max, too. I listen to Jeff Berwick regularly. Me Everything too. Max Egan does regularly. Everything Me Mike too. Adams does regularly. And so I couldn't remember which one mentioned you. You're right. I believe it was Max Egan. All right. And before we talk. The person I listen to regularly is SGT Report. Well, there's only four people I listen to because, you know, this truther movement has just become so, you know, there's so many posers and pretenders and uh, subverters. Um, there's only four people I really listen to, and you just named them all, including yourself. Well, I'm flattered you'd say that. Actually, there's one more I should add to the mix. And we know. I really like what LT does with his channel, And We Know. You might enjoy that if you haven't checked that out yet, my friend. Okay. okay. Yeah, you'll enjoy uh, And We Know, LT over there. So your new and online course. Catherine Austin Fitz. Yeah, you know, there are many, many people that yeah, I listen yeah. to regularly. I just cited some yeah. of my favorites there. So the complete guide to forming communities. We'll talk about that in a second. First, let me show you guys something very important. We know how evil the powers that ought not be are. They're aligned against we the people. They're aligned against God and country. They're aligned against family. Well, I'm here to tell you, Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There's nothing new under the sun. God has seen all of this before, friends, as in the days of Noah. These guys are not going to win the war. They might win minor skirmishes and battles along the way, but they cannot win the war because they stand with the father of lies. They literally stand in darkness. They are aligned against the truth. They are aligned against God. Therefore, they cannot win. It is literally impossible for them to win. So with that said, here's more proof of their evil. 
Unexplained ballot drop in Georgia's Senate race likely prevented Herschel Walker from winning race outright. Another drop in roll pushed the race to a runoff. We'll go down here. I'll show you guys the uh, graph, the chart. This is what they did in 2020, and this is what they're doing again in this election to steal. That's all they know how to do is lie, cheat, and steal, just like the father of lies, the one they worship. And guys, get this. You're going to love this. Listen to Jen Circleback Saki on MSNBC. Listen to her sycophantic nonsense about John Fetterman being the genuine article, the real McCoy. And yes, wait for it, the brain-damaged flesh puppet could be the next Democrat candidate for President of the United States. Tell me these people aren't completely and utterly morally bankrupt. And he ran as exactly who he is. I mean, I have no doubt that if John Fetterman were sitting here, if he were in a bar, if he were with his family in a restaurant, he'd be exactly the same person. And voters completely see through that. So that is also a lesson uh, for Democrats, too. This is a this is a guy. You know who he is. You know what you're getting. And that ultimately matters in politics. Fetterman as a nominee at some point for president. Um, I know there's some variables, obviously. But, just a few. But I just, you know. What he did in the in the super red, deep red parts of Pennsylvania, and the way that he ran ahead of Biden, as you were saying, ran ahead of Trump. I mean, it just makes it makes you wonder about his future. That is absolutely fantastic. And guys, you see this woman right here? That's the former wife, Andrea Mitchell, the former wife of Federal Reserve Chairman Alan Greenspan, sitting there, actually probably dumbfounded that this idiot to her left could say something so preposterous, so preposterous. The brain-damaged flesh puppet as the next Democrat candidate for the president of the United States. All right. So, so Stefan, you still with me? I have one more clip. Keep going. All right. Let me show you what a Fetterman presidency would look like, thanks to Mike Judge. Idiocracy. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of America. Chill out. This is Fetterman. This is undercover footage of the future of a Fetterman presidency. I know shit's bad right now. With all that starving bullshit and the dust storms and we running out of french fries and burrito coverings. Yeah. But I got a solution. That's what you said last time, dipshit. I got a solution. You're a dick. South Carolina, what's up? I look forward to a Fetterman presidency, don't you, Stefan? That's one of my favorite movies. Fetterman wishes he had the charm of uh, President Camacho. Yeah, Terry Crews is a bit brighter than John Fetterman. but I know. Uh, Jen Psaki, very proud of Fetterman. He's the real McCoy, the genuine article. You know, he really resonated with voters, evidently. No funky, no funky things going on with the voting machines. No ballot drops, no drop and rolls, just a real genuine article, John Fetterman. And uh, evidently the people of Pennsylvania, they responded by voting for him in mass over the heart surgeon. So that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Yeah, but Dr. Oz, another dick anyways. Jesus, Murphy. I mean, is this the best America can come up with these characters? You know, the Democrat Party reminds me of that movie, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Have you seen that movie? Yes, of course, yeah. 
And do you remember the scene where uh, Jack Nicholson takes them all out on the on a boat for a cruise and and the security guard comes up and says, what are you guys doing here? And Jack Nicholson says, well, uh, we're from the uh, state mental institution. Uh, this is Dr. Cheswick, Dr. Tabor, Dr. Fredrickson, Dr. Scanlon, famous Dr. Scanlon, Mr. Harding, Dr. Bibbit, Dr. Martini and uh, Dr. Seafell. How about you? Who are you? Oh, I'm Dr. McMurphy, R.P. McMurphy. We're from the hospital. This is Dr. So-and-so, and this is Dr. So-and-so. Right, right. And, and you look and you go, yeah, they could pass as doctors, but you know they're all absolute lunatics. This is the Democrat Party, okay? This is candidate so-and-so. This is candidate so-and-so. And no, they're all lunatics, absolute lunatics, Sean. We, we, we are living in a bizarre world. I, that's why I laugh so much. <laughs> There's nothing left to do but laugh at it. Well, it's funny because when Mike Judge made this movie, I think maybe in 2006 or so, Idiocracy, it really was preposterous. But now we have a guy who literally suffered a stroke and couldn't string any sentences together in a debate. And by the way, another candidate in Arizona, Katie Hobbs, who refused to debate at all, and never recused herself as Secretary of State, so now she's literally in charge of counting the votes in this race in Arizona against uh, Carrie Lake. This is all completely preposterous. So it really is idiocracy in real life. And that really describes the Democrat Party at this point. By the way, you mentioned Dr. Oz. I'm not a huge fan either. But but did you know that it was Oprah Winfrey that gave Oz his uh, syndicated show? Yes. So Oprah was a big fan of Oz, big supporter, loved his intellect. Loved his ability to carry a show, gave him his own show. She threw him under the bus and endorsed Fetterman. Yeah. Now that'll tell you everything you need to know about the Billionaires Club, which mm. includes Oprah Winfrey. Do you oh, remember yeah. when she met in New York City in private with Bill Gates, George Soros, and they had their little billion, the Good Guys Club, they called it, I think, and they were mm-hmm. talking about depopulation. Yeah. Yeah. I can't and, stand any of those people. I've never watched them, and um, I would never watch them, but. Uh, what an awful bunch of people. Just horrible. Well, let me do one more screen share. I'm coming from a place of hope when I share this with you guys. I do like Steve Bannon. By the way, they want to put him in jail. Who's they? Well, the Democrat Party. Because, why? Because he won't testify against Trump. You know, they want to arrest Trump. They want to try Trump for crimes. I guess Jan 6. They want to throw Trump in prison. They never want Trump to run again. Here's what Steve Bannon has to say. And by the way, Steve Bannon said the other day, he really fired the shot in this war. He said... If and when we take the House, we are going to hold these people accountable. And I'm talking about the traitors. And he named the names. The traitors to this nation. He said those words. I've been saying the words, but when Steve Bannon says them, they carry a lot more weight. Here's what Steve Bannon has to say to Alex Jones about what comes next. One of the first things we need to do when the Republicans take the House, uh, change the leadership. Or if we can't do that, we have to citizens force the agenda to begin the impeachment of Biden. If we, when we take the house, but I got to tell you, in, 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 we have something to do before then. It's the lame duck. If we allow them an unlimited, uh, raising of the debt ceiling without us taking ownership of the Federal Reserve, I'm saying, hey, it should be no increase to the debt ceiling without massive. 
cuts in spending, and that's not Social Security and, and Medicare. But we have to do that. We have to have massive cuts. In addition, we have to take ownership of the Fed. The 24 banks, the prime brokers, can't own the Federal Reserve. This system can't go on. If you're going to touch the debt ceiling, the trade-off has to be that the, the Federal Reserve, the currency of our country, goes into a public trust. All right. Those are powerful words, Stefan. Because Bannon is talking about the privately owned Federal Reserve, the criminal operation that was set up in 1913 after they hatched their plan on Jekyll Island, Rockefeller, Rothschild. It all needs to come to an end. And I thank Steve Bannon for saying those words, whether or not it comes to pass. I, he's speaking truth, Stefan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, look, the Federal Reserve is uh, obviously a, a huge scam. Uh, President uh, Wilson, was it, that signed it in? Um, yeah, Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson, that's right. That bastard should be re- burning in hell for what he did because he sold out the entire country. Look, you've given people the power of God, all right? You can print all the money you want. You can buy every politician. You can buy every police chief, every lawyer, every district attorney, every radio station, every TV station, every newspaper, every magazine, every publisher. You can buy all that by just wiping your butt on a piece of paper. And what do you think is going to happen? And and how will we, are we going to fight back against that? You find, you know, somebody that's honest and decent that wants to run and fight against it and uh, they get bribed, you know. I saw this uh, a documentary back in the 80s. It was called Cocaine Cowboys. And it talked about these guys that were, you know, at the, at the leading edge there back in the 80s of importing cocaine. And they asked this one dealer, he said he used to, you know, carry 50 pounds of coke in his trunk and drive it up and down the coast. And uh, they said, well, did you ever get pulled over by the police? And he says, yeah. And he says, well, what happened? He says, it's really simple. I tell the police officer... Uh, just let me go on my way, and tomorrow morning there'll be a brand new Cadillac in your driveway. Hmm. And if that doesn't work, then I tell them there's a suitcase, $50,000 cash, untraceable. That'll be at your house this evening. And I remember thinking, what, who's going to say no to that? I mean, you know, you don't have to be that corrupt. You just have to, you know, look the other way. And you've got $50,000 cash. And if $50,000 doesn't do it, $100,000. And uh, I wouldn't blame a cop for turning, uh, looking the other way. Because after all, who's bringing in that cocaine? We know it was the CIA and the Clintons. And, you know, they're the ones that are bringing the, the cocaine into the country. Nothing's going to happen to them. And so um, you, you seizing this 100 pounds of cocaine means nothing in the greater scheme of things. And you're putting your ass on the line, but look the other way, and you got a hundred thousand bucks. <clears throat> so imagine you now have all the money in the world. These were just like mid-level cocaine dealers that could bribe you with a hundred thousand bucks. Imagine what this Federal Reserve or the Rothschilds or the Warburgs or any of these banking families could do. Who's going to say no to that? And if you were to find somebody, let's say an honest politician that did say no to that. They show you this uh, Zapruder film from a different angle. <laughs> I think it was uh, Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks, right? That said that, and he's absolutely right. That's what they would do. There's no. How do you fight these people? And that, which will bring us up to my topic, 
on how we can fight these people, but we can't fight them through politics. There's not going to be a fair election. Sean, I haven't voted in 50 years. All right. Now, when last time I voted, I was what was known as a scrutineer. And my job was I represented the political party that I belonged to at the time, which was the NDP here in Canada, which was a far left party at the time. And my job was to monitor the people that were counting the votes. Now, in those days, we voted on a piece of paper that was about three inches by five inches. It had three lines on it, conservative, uh, liberal, and NDP. And there was a box, and you had to put an X in the box. And then what we would do is we would sit on stools, scrutineers. There was one from every party. So I represented the NDP, and then there was two other people from the conservatives and the liberals. And we'd sit on stools behind people that were sitting at big tables, and they'd bring in the boxes, and they would spread all the ballots out on the boxes, and they would pick them up one by one, and they would look at them, and then we could see what the vote was, and then that vote would go into a box liberal. Okay, this one, conservative. Okay, this one. Uh, NDP. And our job was to watch it. Now, we were able to count all the votes. The the, the, the polls closed at nine o'clock at night. And by midnight, we had the election results from all over the country. And that's how voting was done 50 years ago. Now, these electronic voting machines, please. What a scam. Oh, my God. At least with the paper ballots, you have a, a chance what happens afterwards when they submit the, the, the vote counts back to main office and they tweak it then? Who knows what goes on? Uh, but at least, you know, you had a chance to fairly count the votes. They should bring in paper ballots if you're ever going to vote again. Um, but that's how we used to do it. And um, so when I saw the 2020 elections where these people kicked out the observers, I guess they were, I don't know if they call them scrutineers, but they kicked out all the, you know, the, the Republicans and everybody else. And then they put cardboard over the window. Come yeah. on. Yeah. You know, it's so obvious they were uh, uh, rigging the vote. Too obvious. And it, it all went through. No charges were laid. And Oh, went- worse than that. No charges. Biden just sang the praises of Ruby Freeman. Yeah, she was that. the woman who was caught on tape. In was it Atlanta, Georgia? I think I'm going off memory yeah, here. I, I don't so want to get too. that wrong. But yeah, Ruby Freeman and her daughter, after they all said, "Yeah, everybody went home. There was a water main break. No more vote counting tonight." They got caught on the closed circuit camera in that building, continuing to count. They pulled out magic ballots from under a table and kept yeah. counting. And Biden just praised that woman in his speech last Wednesday, prior to yeah. this election. Election workers like Shay Moss and her mother Ruby Freeman were harassed and threatened just because they had the courage to do their job and stand up for the truth, to stand up for our democracy. Hey, friends, thanks so much for tuning in to the SGT Report podcast. So did you know that silver demand will exceed supply again this year? By a large factor, silver is one of the most useful industrial metals out there. And demand is soaring amidst the green new agenda. Electric cars, solar panels, iPhones, it all requires silver. There will also be future demand in the field of nanotechnology, the food industry, and printed and flexible electronics. You heard that right. Demand will increase by at least 50% by 2030. There's no better time to invest with Noble Gold than right now. Noble Gold Investments will walk you through the entire process and will take you no more than five 
five minutes to open a gold or silver IRA. And this month, you'll get a three-ounce silver American virtue coin with a qualified IRA of 20 grand or higher. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com. So that's how criminal President Camacho is. I guess, you know what? We already have idiocracy. We already have that president, and his name's Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they pulled out suitcases full of ballots. <laughs> but it's one thing for that to have occurred in the mainstream media to deny it and say, safest, cleanest elections in the history of the United States and the entire world. That's one thing to say that. But to praise a woman who actually should have gone to federal prison for vote rigging and election fraud, is it really jumped the shark. I was astounded that it was written in that speech for the puppet to say those words, but it was written in the mm-hmm. speech, and he said those words. All right, here's the thing I really love about Steve Bannon as we round out this part of the conversation. He said the quiet part out loud. Well, what's the quiet part? Well, you mentioned Woodrow Wilson. He said this, Since I entered politics, I have chiefly had men's views confided to me privately. Some of the biggest men in the U.S., in the field of commerce and manufacturing, are afraid of somebody. They're afraid of something. They know that there's a power somewhere so organized so subtle, so watchful, so interlocked, so complete, so pervasive that they had better not speak above their breath when they speak in condemnation of it. Well, that's why I'm praising Steve Bannon, because he said that quiet part out loud. This is the system that Woodrow Wilson was talking about, the Federal Reserve Global Central Banking System, Stefan. If Mm -hmm. we unwind that, we have the best chance possible of taking our nation back. Let's just return to honest money. But we can't unwind that. We can't. It's like the, um, you know, this is a cancer, all right? It's a giant tumor. I don't know if you ever watched some of those medical shows. There was one, the, the 100-pound tumor. And uh, it was hideous, hideous shows. A woman had a growth on her back that was the size of a small person. And, and well, they want to cut it out. But the, the thing with the tumor is that it created so many uh, blood vessels into the body, there were like hundreds of arteries and veins that fed the tumor that the minute you begin to cut it out, um, the woman would bleed to death. So you had to go really slow. You had to cut a little bit at a time and then cauterize the, uh, the blood vessel and then cut a little bit more and then cauterize it. It took them, I think, like 18 hours to remove this thing from her. That's what the Federal Reserve is. If you try to cut it off, it's got so many arteries throughout our society that we will bleed to death before we can get this thing off us. So uh, that's not the way to go. Listen, uh, we'll, we'll talk about solutions, but I don't think we can get rid of them. I really don't. All right. Well, let's talk about solutions. And by the way, Steve Bannon, more power to you. Take on the Fed. We're all behind you. That's yeah, the I'm thing, Stefan. Well, there is a truth wave. There is a truth wave. The mainstream war media denies it. The Democrats deny it. Biden said he's not going to change anything. He's going to continue with his horrible agenda that 70% of the people in this country despise because he's in the pocket of the World Economic Forum and the central bankers, period. Full stop. The man is a puppet president and a real demonic figure in my view. So the complete guide to forming communities with Stefan Verstappen. Guys, you can get the free PDF. Stefan will tell you how to do that. But... How does one prepare for what's coming? Whether or not we can save our nation, which I feel strongly we can. I believe it's possible. It's more than possible. In fact, George Soros has lamented that the hardest nation to bring down in his lifetime 
the United States. Why? Because the founders set it up in such a brilliant way that yes. this criminal federal government, which is now out of control and despised by at least 70% of Americans, they derive their power from the consent of the governed and states' rights rule. Look what happened in Florida. Look what happened in Florida. People go, well, why did the red wave stop in Florida? Well, because Florida had the best election laws. Florida made it so that they couldn't cheat and steal prior to this election, unlike most other states, Stefan. At any rate, I'm babbling. Where do we start? Well, you know, I've been a survivalist for over 50 years. And um, I've been preparing for the worst for that period of time. I first tell people, you have to be prepared. I, I, I heard you two days ago when you were interviewing Caprice Thorson. That was a good interview, by the way. Thank you. She's and um, what you were saying is people need to have skills. You know, they need to know how to grow a garden. They need to know how to repair a car. Mm-hmm. Um, you're absolutely right about that. This is, um, you know, this is what we need. But before that, I said, okay, look, everybody, you need to get prepared. First of all, a year's supply of food. Minimum now. I used to say three months. Now I'm saying it's you need a year's supply. Um, so stockpile the food. And um, I've got that f- amount of food stockpiled now. And the way I did it was every week when I went to the grocery store, whatever was on sale, I would buy it. So three cans of corn for, for five bucks. Okay, I bought it. Three cans of pork and beans for five bucks. Okay, I got that. Um, canned milk pound of rice. Well, actually, I buy rice 20 pounds at a time. 20 pounds of rice, $16 at Walmart. You know, you can't go wrong with that. I, I seal it in uh, Mylar Ziploc bags. It's good for 20 years. So I've been doing that now for like five years. You know, extra three, four cans a week for five years. I've got more than a year's worth of food. Okay, good. Next thing you need to do is you need to stockpile on your medicines. If you need to take prescription drugs, you need to stockpile that. And also you need to have a really hearty, healthy first aid kit. I call it a medical kit. You know, I used to work for uh, St. John Ambulance here in Canada. I was their chief instructor for three years. And St. John Ambulance, it's like the Red Cross. Uh, It's a British version of the Red Cross. And um, right now I belong to a community and uh, I'm doing workshops for the members of my community teaching them first aid, emergency preparedness, and what to put in your first aid kit. You need to think about that, okay? Because what we're, what we're headed for is a complete breakdown. So you're going to have to um, look after your own medical needs. There's not going to be any – there's not going to be hospitals. There's not going to be ambulances. You're going to have to prepare for all that yourself. Um also, you need to have a way of communicating. That's another thing our community does. We set up communications. Everybody's got a ham radio. And so because there's not going to be Internet, there's not going to be electricity, what are you going to do? So set up your own communications with your friends, with your family, with your neighbors. It's a little bit tricky to do. you got to plan it out ahead of time. I can help you with that, but you got to plan it out so that you have a way of talking to people and a way of finding out information. A ham radio is great because you can tune into radio stations in, in Mexico from, from here in Canada. And if you want to, you know, you can, I can, sometimes I even get Japan, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so get as prepared as you can food, medicine, a good medical kit. You need all kinds of stuff. 
um, communications and um, firearms. Yeah. Um, I'm not talking, you know, getting 50 guns or anything. Get a shotgun or get a bolt action 22 caliber rifle, single shot, something, anything is better than nothing. <clears throat> and then teach yourself how to grow um, gardens and raise chickens, things like that. Um, so now you are personally prepared. And again, I'm expecting, I'm preparing for like everything to shut down. Electricity, hospitals, internet, cell phones. You know, even if it's only for a couple of months, it'll be devastating to this country. Um, so first, personally get prepared, get prepped. And um, also, you know, my, my second book then was The Way of the Warrior is uh, get strong. You need to be mentally strong and spiritually strong. Sean, we've talked about this before. Half of this battle, if not more, is a spiritual battle. So first, you know, take care of the needs of the body with food and medicine. But also, you know, you need to be able to to uh, work through this without going insane. Now, if you look around, people are losing it everywhere and expect that to get worse. I see it all the time, too. Oh, people Lord. are losing are losing their minds. It's the pressure. It's the fear. It's the it's vax. The... It's the 5G. Honestly, I have some very startling video I want to show you in a second because you really hit the nail on the head there. For those who have not prepped to the point where they don't even have a weapon for self-defense, a firearm of some sort, I'm going to show you a clip here in one second that will really level set for you folks. When the shit goes down, I'm sorry to use profanity, but literally... When the shit hits the fan, as my friend Max Lavo likes to say, if you're not prepared, you're sure going to wish that you had become prepared. So I'm going to do a screen share, and then I'm going to show you that startling piece of video. Guys, I'm really bad at promoting some of my own sponsors like preparewithsgt.com. If you want to do some of the things that uh, Stefan is suggesting, you can go there right now. They rewound the prices here. Despite hyperinflation, Lowest prices since 2019 on a three-month emergency food kit. You can get free shipping. I'll leave the link below, preparewithsgt.com. They also have a power and medical emergency kit down here. They've got water filtration, but really you at least have to get some storable foods. All right, guys, so enough of that. I'll leave the link below. Watch this. Stefan, you tell me how you feel when you watch this crazy woman randomly attack a grandma and a six-week-old baby. She was watching over in this beautiful home in a beautiful suburb. People are losing their minds. Just me or are people starting to act a little different? If you notice people acting different, put it in the comments right now before you watch this video. I've noticed it every day. Things seem to be getting a little bit worse. Now, I don't know what's going on in the mind of that nutcase, but she comes back. And if I was that homeowner, depending on the state, could you not shoot that woman, Stefan? Not in Canada. Not in Canada. Well, you can in Texas. This woman deserves to be shot right between the eyes. Yeah. Questions. Questions, anyone? Oh my God, that I'll just makes my blood boil. I'll be back. 
hopefully to get shot. Boy, I hate to say the woman should be shot, but uh, Stefan, in my opinion, that woman should be shot. Um, you live up in Canada. Trudeau, he's not going to allow you to do that. He's not going to allow you to defend your property and your family Ooh. against nutcases like that, right? Now he's coming okay. after the guns. Why? Because he's a young global leader. Why? He's in the pocket of the World Economic Forum. Why? He loves central banking. Why? He wants to enslave his people. How yeah. much more are you guys going to put up with up there? Well, how much are you going to put up with Joe Biden? <laughs> yeah, at least we still have our guns. I'm just making fun of you because I think Trudeau is the worst person on the planet. I really do. Yeah, no, um, Caligula Castro is just a piece of shit. I'm sorry for swearing, but I mean, I just, I can't stand the guy. Just can't, I can't watch him. I can't listen to him. The guy is just, he's a total psychopath. But listen, how much longer are we going to put up with these people? Well, what are we going to do about it? We, you know, but at least, look, yeah, he's trying to take away our guns, but you know what? I still have my guns. He hasn't taken them yet. So, um, and now some of the provinces are saying, no, we're not going to let our police department go out and confiscate guns. So he's getting pushback from the provinces. He should. Yeah. So, uh, well, we'll see. Of course they want to take them. They want to take them there too. They want to take them everywhere. They want you completely helpless and dependent on the police. And for the record, Dozens of studies have been done to prove beyond any shadow of a doubt the police do not prevent crime. They never arrive on time to prevent the rapist from raping you or prevent the, the home invasion guys from robbing you blind. They're never there in time. You know, the old saying, when seconds count, the police will be there in minutes. And now that they've defunded it and the crime is going, going through the roof, I mean, they'll be there in half an hour, two hours. Yeah. Um, so you, you, you should have the natural right to defend yourself. We don't have that in Canada, but in many states you still do. And that's why America is still the best country in the world to live in. Well, let me ask you this. So Trudeau, this model that we see playing out around the globe now, case in point, Brazil. The people of Brazil did not vote for the Marxist candidate with a criminal background. They didn't. They turned out by the millions to vote for Bolsonaro, and of course that election was stolen. So how much further, in your view, can this totalitarian tiptoe go when they don't have the consent of the people? How much further do these tyrants think they can push before they end up with their neck in a noose? That's what I wonder. Well, this is, this is like a catch-22, and I tell people this. Um, there is no political solution to this. They can go as far as they want. Look what happened with the trucker. Uh, protest there last January. Um, Trudeau in, instituted the Emergency uh, uh, War Act. Okay. He brought out the troops for guys that were out there with bouncy castles and barbecues. You know, what's going to happen to him? What are we going to do? I tell people this all the time. Okay. So what? What are you going to do? You're going to protest? You think these people care that you protest? You walk up and down the road with a sign in your hands. You think that's going to stop them or change their mind? So what are you going to do? Are you going to vote them out? We already see now that voting is completely useless. I wouldn't spend another minute of my life concerned about voting. I wouldn't listen to the candidate speech. I wouldn't listen to, you know, the returns from the polls and all that. Forget it. It's, it's a big sideshow. It's just a, clown show it's meant to pacify people oh you have a say in your society see just go out and vote and then they steal the votes anyways listen by the way we have a ironclad case for taxation without representation 
which was the impetus for the Revolutionary War to begin with. This is what, you know, the founding fathers fought against. And now they're doing it again, because if your vote doesn't count, then you are not being represented. And therefore, you're not entitled to or obligated to pay taxes. This should be you know, uh, um, the starting point for a second revolution. But anyways, that's not going to happen. The other thing is, oh, okay, we're all going to get our AR-15s and march on Washington, and we're going to you know, have a violent uprising. You will all get killed. I tell people, don't even think about pulling the guns out and going after the politicians. Even if you kill a bunch of them, they're just sock puppets anyways. It's not going to affect things. The bankers, oh, there's another hundred sock puppets waiting in line for them uh, if you get take out these bastards. So none of that's going to work, folks. I'm sorry. Um, we cannot win against the U.S. military. They just pull out a you know, helicopter gunship with some miniguns and, and all 500,000 people protesting will be hamburger in about 40 minutes. So what can, what can you do? The only thing you can do is what I'm working on. I mean, I don't know if this is going to work for, but it's the only chance I see, to be honest with you. And that is we have to disengage as much as we can from society and build our own parallel communities, our own mutual aid societies, which is how our great grandparents survived long before welfare and unemployment and and uh, Medicare and all that. Who paid for all that back then? The people themselves did by working together. And that's where we have to go back to. Here's the plan I tell people. I said, look, get prepared. Your food, your medicine, we've been over that. Get, get a gun. And yeah, seeing that lady crash the window, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, imagine when the real food shortages start to take effect. I mean, how many videos have you seen where McDonald's, McDonald's runs out of uh, McNuggets? Yeah, I saw that the other day. <laughs> and these people go insane, smashing, screaming, hitting people. I think the title of that video was Demons Love McNuggets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Well, look, I, I, here's where I slightly disagree with you, and that's only because I'm slightly younger than you. I haven't been totally burned out by this system yet because I think that this system is designed to squeeze the hope out of people entirely so they give up. But I'm very buoyed when I hear people like Steve Bannon say, we are bringing the traitors to justice, and he named Garland. He yeah. named top people that need to be brought to justice, and he called them traitors, traitors yeah. to our nation. So yeah. there is still a lot of fight left in this country, and one thing that I think leaves us looking like our cup is half full is the Second Amendment. We still have a Second Amendment. They're not going to take the guns of the people. Now, I'm not suggesting violence in any way, shape, or form. Neither is Steve Bannon. We can do this peacefully. We're going to do it peacefully. Now, they didn't want us to take the House. They're trying like heck to steal it. But if we take the House, there are going to be investigations against Fauci. There are going to be investigations against the DOJ, the FBI. This is real. And for people like Steve Bannon to be calling these people traitors and talking about what the penalty is for being a traitor, well, to me, that's the real red wave. That's a real, actual, tangible line in the sand. This is a big deal, in my view, Stefan. I know. I know. And I'm glad that you're young and optimistic and 
incredibly naive, Sean. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. I feel that way sometimes too, but I do know that God is real and I know God can work miracles. I mean, just look at it this way. If Carrie Lake becomes the next governor of the great state of Arizona, which she should, because there is like real like backing for this honest woman who called the fake media out for who they are. The fake oh, yeah, she, she was, was in the news for years. She knows exactly what she's talking about. Yep. She will help shore up the border in Arizona. She will help fix the election malfeasance in Arizona. Arizona's a joke. Everybody knows it when it comes to elections. Carrie Lake has vowed to fix that. So if Carrie Lake hadn't got involved, if Carrie Lake had stood down, if Carrie Lake believed there was no hope, then Katie Hobbs would have no one running against her. There would be no opposition to their tyranny. See what I'm saying? So good patriots, Christians have to get involved. It is our duty to get involved. I agree. I agree, Sean. It, it, everybody has to do what they can. However, I don't have any faith in it. Um, I hope God will sort, sort this out. But, uh, you know, what God says is he helps those who help themselves. We've got to help ourselves first. So, anyways, let me just finish off my solution. So we talked about being prepared so that you don't starve to death next year. And we talked about the need to put on your, what is it, the armor of God that you guys say? Yeah, put on the full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God, which means to become a warrior, you know, to be mentally and spiritually tough so that it doesn't get to you. So you don't lose it like the, the woman breaking in the windows there. She's obviously long gone. And then the final thing is to build these parallel communities. Now, when you were talking with uh, Caprice and uh, the need for home education, well, there you go. There's one thing that we do that we work on. Our community educates our own children. We don't send them to the government indoctrination camps. Um, I think anybody that sends their kids to the schools is um, causing child abuse. Sending a kid to a government school is, is child abuse. And now a lot of people say, well, you know, I don't have the time. Both of us have to work. And who's going to look after the kids and all that? And that's, again, where community comes in. It's in my book, and it's what we do here in the community that I belong to here. They homeschool, but what they do is they get together with three other families, and then they take turns teaching everybody's kids. Twice a week, they're over at my friend Dixie's house. Twice a week, they're over at uh, Sheila's place. Once a week, they're over at the church because they can use the church basement and they can teach classes there. Another, uh, and, and then once a week, they're over at the karate studio where my friend teaches karate, but the owner of the studio said if you want to bring the kids in and have a homeschooling lesson at the stu at the karate studio so now we've taken care of it so one person isn't doing all the work you're sharing the responsibilities and you are providing probably one of the greatest benefits you possibly can to your children and that is keeping them out of the goddamn excuse my language government indoctrination center and it's the same thing with the other other things too. Um, we have a food co-op. So every two weeks we order food from the local farmers. I'm surrounded by farmers here, mostly Amish and Mennonites. And uh, actually I really enjoy seeing the horse-drawn carriages going down the, down the country road. Here. Me too. I just wrote down the word Amish. I want to ask you about that in a second because, well, I'll ask you now what they're doing. What you're describing is exactly what the Amish have done for a millennia. 
Yeah. So they're beyond the reach of this criminal government. That's not entirely true. Now they're being hassled by the FBI and the FDA. And, of course, this criminal government's coming after the Amish. But they don't vaccinate. They're not reliant on big tech. They They know communities. They raise homes together. Did you guys know this? They don't take mortgages. They help each other raise and build their own homes. So they really live actually free. They're not beholden to the debt system we all are. Yeah. Well, this is what I'm saying, and this is why I've written the book, and it's in the book. So, you know, the other thing, since you mentioned mortgages, we can form our own private banks. That's a large part of what the old uh, um, friendly societies, mutual aid societies, fraternal societies did. The, the Moose Lodge, the Elks Lodge, um, that's what they did. They also formed their own banking cartels. And that is all the members would put in deposits to their own private bank and they would fund their own mortgages. So you, you weren't dependent on the bank. And again, it's the community that does that. Again, the importance of community for homeschooling and for financial matters. They also provided unemployment insurance and health insurance. That's another thing. You can form a health insurance co-op in the initial stages. What you do is you get 10 families. And I know what health insurance costs there in the U.S. Here in Canada, it's free, but then you don't get any health insurance, health care anyway. So <laughs> you're not paying for nothing. You, there's nothing that, that you're getting anyways. But in the States there, I mean, I was shocked when I lived in California that people were paying a thousand bucks a month for health insurance. That's insane. That's a mortgage payment. <coughs> but the old, the old societies, they founded their own you form your own co-op now you go to a medical health insurance provider and instead of paying a thousand bucks you say listen i have a hundred people we're going to buy a group policy just like as if you were a company and the company had a group insurance policy for their employees and i i know people that had you know group in uh, health insurance policies and they were excellent when they got sick they went into the equivalent of a five-star hotel hospital, not not the you know the general hospital down the street. I mean, these places were immaculate, and they got top-notch care. And that was because they had a company group insurance policy. Well, we don't need to belong to a company to pay for our health insurance. We can do that ourselves, and so we can no- negotiate. And so you have a hundred people joining with the co-op. You go to the insurance providers. Now what, what kind of a policy can you give me? A thousand bucks a month? No. 250 bucks a month? We'll take it. Right. And so we have to do all this for ourselves. And the way, best way to do it is to be part of a community of people. Now I know it's hard to get people to work together. This is one of the biggest problems. Listen, the reason we don't know how to work together is again, the public education system. We're not taught that. We're not taught to cooperate, to work together. No, we're divided. Oh, you're, you're this, you're that. Oh, I can't talk to you. Oh, no, I don't, I disagree with your politics. I disagree with your religion. Put all that crap aside. We're, we're human beings for Christ's sakes. We're trying to survive. And if we can work together, what does it matter? Like, Sean, I'll be honest with you. I am not a Christian, but. I like Christians. I think they're good people. And the community that I belong to are all Christians, every one of them. But they don't ask me about my religion. And I don't care. And I don't ask them about theirs. I know they're Christians. 
I don't care. Why am I going to be upset? You believe what you want to believe. I'm, you know, all the power to you. You know, Jesus saved you from drug addiction. Awesome. I, I fully endorse it. Go for it. So you voted a different way. I don't care. Do you know how to grow a garden? Can you bandage you know, a wound? Can you stitch up a laceration? Okay. You're my friend now. I don't care about that other stuff, but you know, they brought that between us all. You know, no, we got to divide you. You're this, you're that. And so people can't work together. Even families, families don't get along. You know, I grew up without a family. I'm an only child, never had anybody, no, no father, no uncles, no grandparents, nothing. And I always envied people that had a family because I thought, geez, I, I would have loved to have a family. You know, there's people that you're related to that care about you. Oh my God. Now that I know the truth, you know, like 80% of families are dysfunctional. The, the siblings don't talk to each other. The, the parents don't talk to their kids. The kids don't talk to their parents. And it's all over what? Mostly, recently, it's whether or not they got the injection. I can't believe it. You know, how, how many brothers? Oh, I got four, four brothers. And when's the last time you talked to them? Well, we don't talk to each other. Why? Well, because they got the injection and I didn't. That will destroy a family. Are you effing kidding me? For that reason, you're not working together. But look, that's all part of the plan. The government hates people to be self-reliant and part of their education system and the media and, you know, the whole indoctrination, brainwashing uh, complex that they've got going is to separate you. Is to say, oh, they didn't get the vax, so you have to hate them. They're threatening your life and that, you know... So I know how hard it is, but it's not impossible. Now, I belong, like I said, I belong to a very good community here. We do a lot of things, everything from homeschooling to food co-ops, garden co-ops. Last summer, they had three huge gardens. Everybody chipped in. Everybody tended the garden and, and weeded it and watered it. And they had a ton of vegetables at the end of the year. Everybody had more enough vegetables to last them through the winter. Um, also we do things like, like I said, we've got a communications team. We have a medical team. We've got a, we've got a nurse practitioner. We've got a veterinarian. We've got two, um, um, uh, emergency responders and me, and we've got herbalists and we take care of our own health needs. Our herbalist here, they grow their own herbs in their backyard, and then they make their own tinctures and extracts and teas, and they even make their own colloidal silver, and they can treat any disease. As a matter of fact, a couple of our members were suffering from prostate cancer, and the herbalist in charge of our medical team here gave him a tea to drink three times a day, for a month at the end of the month. And again, this is anecdotal, but at the end of the month, the guy goes to his doctor and the doctor says, what the hell happened? Your prostate cancer is gone. Look, they've, they've had the cure for cancer for at least 60 years, probably longer. Um, they know how to cure cancer. They don't want to, cause there's no profit in it. Mm-hmm. So you go to, we also have a, a, a Chinese medicine doctor as part of our medical team. And um, they have herbs that they use to treat every kind of disease. And um, but it's not pharmaceuticals. So, of course, the government doesn't want uh, anything to do with that. But we can do it ourselves. So we've got a good medical team. 
Uh, we've got a good communications team. We've got a security team too. Okay. There's a, there's a few of us guys. I'm on the team, right? And, uh, cause we know that when the famine strikes, I recently listened to an interview, might have been on yours, on your show where this guy said that he had studied famines throughout history and that during these famine times, people will come out to the countryside. We think that we're pretty safe out here, small town, out in farm country, well away from the big cities. He says, but they go there too. Just like that crazy woman in the video you just played. They will come out this way. He says, they will rob the farmers. Mm -hmm. So what if our farmer friends who supply us with food have trouble? Well, we've got the communications team and they're linked in with the security team. And if there are people up at the farm, there's going to be a half dozen of us guys. A few of them, a few of them are uh, uh, Vietnam vets up from the States that live here now. Well, it sounds to me like you have the community and the family that you've longed for your whole life. It sounds like it's all right there. And I think that sounds pretty special. It is pretty special. And, um, so like I said, even though I, I know how hard it is to form a community, it's not impossible. I really kind of stumbled into this community. They formed in January and I joined in February, but it's because I knew a couple of good people. I knew some local people here already and they were good people. I mean, you know, salt of the earth, homeschool, um, completely self-sufficient. They do everything themselves, their own medicines, you know, um, and so the community is going full, full, uh, uh, full tilt boogie on all these items. You know, we had one of the ladies had a mi- miscarriage a couple of months ago. And so at one of the meetings, they said, listen, she, she's a tough girl and she's not going to lie down and take it easy, but she has to. Can we volunteer to bring her food? And sure enough, uh, everybody put up their hand. We set a date. Okay. Monday, Stefan's going to go there and bring her a meal. Tuesday, Dixie's going to go there and bring her a meal. Wednesday, uh, uh, Sheila's going to go there and bring him a meal. And that, and this woman had her meals prepared for her for two weeks. We all just volunteered to go over there, you know, and bring them some spaghetti or some pot roast or some soup, you know. This is how you look after each other. And it felt good, Sean. It feels really good. When you're helping other people, and like I said, these are all good people. They're all either live on a farm or grew up on a farm and uh rural people are good people they really are in the cities what can i say you know uh you know university graduates forget about they're useless for any practical purpose but you know if you can get out into the countryside and um, meet some local people out here and i've got strategies for how to do that uh, i tell people how to how to make friends among the farmers, um, you know, we go to the farmer's market here. They all know us by name. They all know us. And, uh, oh, we just got in some fresh pork chops. They're only 10 bucks for 20 pounds. I mean, unbelievable stuff, you know. So um, that's what you got to do. You got to get out of the city, number one. But you can, But if you can find some good people, and our community is growing because there are several other communities in the area. So we work with them too. We're spread over several counties and each community covers like three, four small towns. I mean, 
little tiny towns, you know, uh, one one uh, stop sign and one one grocery store kind of towns. But listen, we're spread out all over. We all work together. We all help each other out. And the reason you want to do this, because in order to survive what's coming, you can't do it alone. I can't do it alone. I'm I'm all prepped. I got a couple of guns. I got all the food and everything. I want. I'm a tough guy, you know, former martial arts instructor. I can handle myself. Can I go through the next year all by myself? No. Can I do that? Would you want to? No, nobody wants to. And nobody wants to. We need community. We need each other. We need actual tangibles to survive what's coming. So everybody needs to bring to the table what they have expertise in. And everybody can bring something to the table. Everybody can bring something, yeah. Now, here's the thing, Sean. The reason you want to do that is because the bastards in power they will self-implode. That's why I'm not too worried about the elections or uh, armed revolt or anything. Just leave them alone. Try to get as far away from them as you can. Try to separate yourself as much as you can from all the, the banks and the schools and, and the media too. Don't, don't watch the media. Media is depressing. Um, I, I think media is one of the biggest enemies. And uh, when it all goes down, I hope all these, these, uh, uh, talking heads hang from the end of a rope as well. But they will take themselves down. They always do, Sean. They already are. They already are. CNN, no viewership. They've had to change their entire business model because the whole talk bad about Trump everyday thing wasn't working. They lost all their – you know, Jimmy Kimmel laments the fact that he's lost 50% of his audience because all he ever does is make fun of Trump. Like he's not funny anymore. He's not an equal opportunity humorist. None of these people on late night TV are. They're all in the pocket of these same bankers, really, at the end of the day. We we come full circle, Jen Psaki. (laughs) We come full circle. They're all in the pocket of banksters. It's funny to me how easily bought people are. It really is. It's shocking to me. And as we round out the conversation here, guys, A Complete Guide to Forming Communities, it's a portion of Stefan's new book he's working on. You can find a video about it here, but if you go over to ChinaStrategies.com, his other website, you can download a PDF for free. You can probably do that on the other site, too. I just didn't see it. Uh, Stefan, what is the name of the new book? Is that the name, and this is just a snippet, or is there a whole other name? Yeah, well, the the book I'm working is on is called The Complete Guide. And, I mean, I cover everything from banking systems, your own homegrown banking and uh, the other thing, too, with the medical uh, team that we've got, we're already thinking about opening a medical clinic, a private medical, a PMA, a private medical clinic and getting our own doctors and getting our own equipment in there so that when the hospitals close down and look at the healthcare there in the States here in Canada, it's pathetic. And so if our members get sick, they'll have a medical community, uh, uh, a medical a clinic that they can go to with our doctors looking after them. And our doctors are not going to be giving them the injection, right? Um, and we'll have herbalists and Chinese medical doctors. So we can do all that ourselves. And we have to do that for ourselves because once it's gone, uh, you're going to be up the, up the creek without a paddle. So, um, and I'm covering that in the complete guide. But it's taken me so long to finish this book. I've been working on it for more than two years now. It, but it's it's more of an encyclopedia, and uh, I really need to, you know, there should be a team of undergraduates from university writing this book, not just little old me. But I'm almost done, and in the meantime, to get people started, I've 
excerpted, and it's called A Guide to Forming Communities, not the complete guide. Got it. So that's a free PDF. It's also available in Spanish language edition. Yep, I see that right there. A Guide to Forming Communities, guys. I'll leave the link below. You all can download this for free, 149 pages. And I guess to support the author as we uh, part ways, Stefan, uh, what is the best way for people to support you, find your other books, and just keep in touch with you? Um, best way to support me is to get my survival library download. Uh, this is uh, all of my books, so I think that's 10 books or something, plus 320 other additional books uh, categorized under five categories, health, medicine, hunting, fishing, um, farming, raised bed, hydroponics, permaculture, uh, medical textbooks, uh, radio textbooks, alternative ways for energy, um, wind turbines, how to make your own wind turbine, how to make your own water turbine. You know, you get an alternator out of an old car, you go down the creek and you put a couple of paddles on it. <laughs> you know, um, there's all kinds of books on there on how to build, grow, survive, even military books, you know, escape and evade tactics. It's all in there. All the information you need, it's all on PDF. And what I recommend people do is download the library, 330 books or something like that, store it on a flash drive, and then make sure you have a tablet. The reason I prefer a tablet, because they run on, like I think, 3.7 volts. So that's very easy for you to recharge using a, you know, a 10-watt solar panel, or you can even use you know, a hand crank generator to recharge your tablet. And then you can plug in the PDF, uh, the, uh, the flash drive, and you can have access to an entire library. And when the lights go out and the internet's down and you want to know, oh, my kid's got the, the croup, how do I treat that? Well, there's go under the category of medical books. And there's like 25 books on how to treat childhood diseases and injuries and so you can do this yourself you've got the knowledge there and you don't need the internet and you don't even need electricity but you do need a tablet or or you can do it on your cell phone too something that you can recharge easily using a a solar panel or a hand crank and um it's really the best deal i have uh and um, you'll need this information Well, I'm going to leave a link to both websites here, formingcommunities.com. Guys, here's the survival library up here. You can see it right there. I'm highlighting it. And then, of course, the other website, chinastrategies.com. You can download the PDF for free. And I'll just say one more thing as we part ways, my friend. You said you're not a Christian. You know what? We are both children of God. We are not children of the Big Bang. You and I both know that. Oh, yeah. So God bless you, my friend. We are children of God, all of us, everyone listening. Boy, stand up, stand strong, guys. Again, Steve Bannon calls these people for what they are. They're traitors to our Constitution. They're traitors to our Republic. They're traitors to humanity. And they're traitors to God. Yeah, and they took the 30 pieces of silver. They literally made the deal with the devil. They took the 30 pieces of silver to betray Christ, to betray their brethren, to betray humanity. Stefan, that's what we're up against. Yeah. Well, like I always said, uh, I'm not a Christian, but I know that Jesus would not have any problems with me because that's the way I live my life. I live my life like he taught anyways. Well, God bless you. I appreciate you coming on today, Stefan. Thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure, Sean. I love you. You know that. 
Love you back, brother. All right, guys, the links are below. Thank you so much for tuning in. A special thank you to our subscribe stars and our members at sgtreport.tv. Thanks for keeping us in the fight, guys. We really do appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you, to be honest. And for real news every single day for free, check us out for free at sgtreport.com and thephaser.com, both of which are antidotes to corporate propaganda and mockingbird mainstream media lies. God bless you and yours, friends. Bye-bye. You got 20-20 in the morning when you saw all 34 toss-up seats in the House surprisingly go to Democrats with a half a percent. What? That seems statistically improbable. Don't question it.